10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack, today is June 29th and um, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a nice quick episode for you all to enjoy. So let's start here with this Rocket Pool client execution client diversity website that Schifrin and others have put together. Um, as you can see, the latest data shows that um, geth percentage on rocket pool has come down by almost five percent which is really great to see and um here the nethermind has grown nicely bisu has grown very slightly and unknown has made up the rest of the distance um that should obviously hopefully be uh, bisu and nethermind as well so um it's delayed by a month because it uses proposals to collect data it might actually be delayed by a couple of months to get the full picture but you know you can already see a five percent decrease in geth has is absolutely wonderful like really really great stuff so you know there's three pops you can get and um the prize pool like so far is looking amazing there's 80 rpl over half an eth some RETH, and a bunch of nfts um, which is really cool and if you donate then you get this really cool pop-up that shows you donated um, it tells you how to do it and then the list of people who have migrated because of this uh, because of this drive there's over 50 people who have migrated which is absolutely amazing over 80 people already use minority clients and then there's a list of people who have donated to the the donated to the you know to the raffle so um the reason why i'm covering this today is because the raffle has actually gone live now um there's an issue with poap.fun raffles in that when you uh, put in the url for the raffle it doesn't um work properly if you include the raffle part in there so i'll have the correct link in the description of the video and of um, the podcast so you can you can definitely go and get that but um the prizes for the raffle are amazing so you know, there's um, so far there's about 120 people who will be getting the pops, um, and the prizes. There's um, over uh, 30, there's 30 prizes right now, so um, you know the chances of getting a prize are really high. So let's have a look at what the prizes are. Number one, 12 RPL, and you know some RETH, and also uh, Nano uh, Ledger Nano X, um, and then some NFTs prizes uh two through six are 0.1 eth and prizes seven through 23 are four rpl and then prizes 24 through 30 are some nfts so the prizes here are like fantastic um you know four rpl is about 150 dollars or so um 0.1 eth of course is about 180 dollars or so um 12 rpl is just fantastic like that's close to 500 dollars. so um that's really really nice prizes here that um Schifrin has set up um and it says you know 32 people have joined the um, joined the the raffle so far so the raffle will probably start around the second time the second week of june july um so make sure that you um i'll, I'll enter that raffle because this, the prizes are really good so good stuff Schifrin. Okay, I'm talking about Schifrin here. There's some more information from Schifrin about the GMC update. Um, 
for June 2023. So he says, hey, Rocket Pools, as we approach the next rewards period, I would like to provide you all with a quick update on the GMC. Let's start with some individual applicant updates. Valdorf GMC granted partial funding for the government's work um, application submitted by Cal. After careful consideration, the GMC has recognised the significant contributions of Waldorf and governance work in general to rectify the disparity in the award amount the administrator will be submitting a retrospective application to make up the difference. Dr. Dufus, in the first round, Dr. Dufus' application was denied. Um, and I think um, shifting here means in the previous round. However, upon further deliberation, the GMC wholeheartedly welcomes him to resubmit his application during the next round. For Jasper and Ken, both individuals have been requested to submit separate applications for their work in Twitter Spaces. We have noticed some discrepancies in the valuation of work between Twitter Spaces and Rocket Fuel. We intend to address these concerns during the upcoming awards announcement. Ramana presented several project ideas, and although the previous award setup didn't allow to us to fully nurture these applications. We're pleased to see that Ramana has made significant progress with some of progress with some of his projects. And in Viz, we've heard feedback from the community that Invis was not adequately um, compensated for their work on Rocket Watch. We extended an invitation to Invis to submit an application providing more detail and data on what they believe would be a reasonable amount. Now let us discuss some updates on the GMC governance. Retrospective award cap. We are proposing the elimination of the retrospective award cap as we envisage a new and improved awards process that will not only fulfill the intended utility of the retrospective award cap, but also enhance it for future forward awards. A new award cycle going forward was that the award cycle will take place monthly, allowing sufficient time for negotiation and enabling applicants to submit their applications at any time. GMC admins role, we're working we, we are working on clearly defining the role of the GMC admin along with their responsibilities and RPIP will establish guidelines for maintaining and transitioning this role effectively. While I could not provide an exact timeline for implementation, I want to assure you that we have made significant progress. If all goes as planned, this will be the last award cycle with the current format. Thanks all and don't forget to get those applications ready. So definitely get those applications ready. This is a really nice update from Shifrin. Uh, Patches says here to rectify the like replying in the comments. Um, um, he says, what does progress look like? I worry uh, a bit about the precedent set by the GMC creating and improving its own applications. Can a single, single member of the GMC be responsible for writing the application and abstain for voting on it at least? And then we extend an invitation to invest to resubmit an application, providing more detail and data on what they believe would be a reasonable amount. And uh, Patches says, I volunteer to do this on his behalf. Is there a preference from the GMC that he takes the reins? <sighs> Yeah, so Schifrin says, um, in reply to that, he says, I have revised the sentence for clarity. The administrator will be submitting an application, but it's important to note that the administrator does not possess any voting power. Theoretically, the GMC could outright deny it as nothing is official yet, but this was more a signal, current intentions. If we're worried about being precedence issued, the GMC could ask the person to resubmit themselves. I don't expect the typical process to be the GMC resubmitting for the applicant, but I saw this... Uh, so in this case, an opportunity for the GMC to make a statement about value and governance work, which has been a recurring topic in the community. I volunteer to do this on his behalf. Is there a preference from the GMC that he take the reins? No preference. The details and context in the application are the most important. And then Patches says, this seems fair, uh, safe and fair. Thanks. So about the administrator uh, submitting the the. the think so if you are interested in this whole process definitely go and give a comment on this DAO forum post the link of course is below um 
and you know share your ideas because um as shifrin here says the next rewards period will be starting in um like tomorrow <laughs> pretty much so um you know it's really important that we um all approach this in the best possible way um there's been like controversies in the past that you know we really want to avoid controversies going forward so i think everyone's just kind of like more um aware of, of what's being said what's happening as well so um i think that that is a that's a really good set of updates from shifrin you know i'm really proud of the work that gmc is doing i'm really proud of the work that i'm doing on the gmc um and i really want to give a huge shout out to shifrin for just being absolutely invaluable to the gmc recently like um he's been he's been amazing like absolutely phenomenal like really really great like shifrin's just stepped up in the most amazing ways and i'm so proud of him so <laughs> sorry if that sounded patronizing but i really am so yeah we need more shifrin's um okay and then there's another update here for call for past evaluations feedback it says here rocket fuel uh, rocket pullers we highly value the input and concerns except expressed by the PR regarding past valuations that have raised disagreements we encourage you to share your thoughts and ideas below we're encouraging feedback of any level of detail you feel comfortable with whether specific or more open-ended here's some examples are there certain categories of projects you believe are underfunded or overfunded is there a certain project that you believe was underfunded overfunded anything else you can think of we appreciate all the feedback and patches as in general the gmc should defer its technique to its technical members to assess the scale of technical grants boundaries bound bounties or retrospective awards we should aim to pay a competitive rate for engineering talent based on real world data e.g existing contracts in the space and traditional tech markets i believe it falls to the gmc to establish guidelines of what this looks like bounties and retroactive awards carry less risk for the gmc and the compensation should reflect that as in give more money i guess um grants carry more risk for the gmc and the compensation should reflect that with a portion of the payments unlocked as milestones are hit um retroactive awards rewarding past contributions um, should allow stipulations for maintenance future development i don't think for instance rocket scan should have to apply for retroactive award as well as a grant to cover past development and maintenance as well as ongoing costs res uh, respectively having separate applications lead to undesirable scenarios and duplicate work for the gmc bounties are my preferred form of gmc spending they carry almost no risk and allow a separate party from the author to deliver as such i think the gmc should have a standing bounty authorship bounty if a bounty is approved and subsequently claimed by a party other than its author the author should receive a relatively small award for the work putting the bounty together i like the idea um we should be careful not to incentivize spam here of course the idea here being that author authoring a bounty is a form of work for the protocol that is currently unrewarded i actually really like the idea like i'm this is the first time i'm reading this so yeah that's <laughs> thanks patches <laughs> Um, Waldorf had some good ideas as well he says we need to um, get more folks more active our community is strength and we need to figure out how to leverage it more bonuses sometimes you pay x and you get x plus one in the grant of bounty if we believe that happened write them a quick uh, retroactive award and give them a bonus governance frankly is too reliant on me right now we need to help get people to write our pips and do the feedback legwork which often includes playing mediator maybe something like what patches suggests bounties would work an award based on successfully getting to vote and maybe another one for passing bonus ideas might apply if it's something arduous or controversial and well managed or of high interest to the community little things right now it's quite a process in the same process regardless of things i'd suggest a small stack to put on our or optimism and can be used for things 
the um, 10RPL and less, I think NosisSafe can be used to set up rules, maybe up to 2RPL with one signature, less than 5RPL with two signatures, or less than 10 with three. Same GMC signers, not really on schedule. I'm thinking stuff like um, half RPL tip as a thank you for a Dune dashboard update, documentation cleanup, etc. And then he says there's some concern about spam and farming. Yes, it can be an issue. I suggest not worrying about it too much ahead, though, if we can hit the brakes before the accelerator. And plus one for technical stuff needs technical review. That said, I think you should feel free to use the community here. If you know Patches has already read something, it's modest asked to do some Q&A. Is this accurate? Is this clear? Is there a particular insight? How does this compare with um, the other thing you know Patches has read? And maybe you could get one of them small tips I mentioned. Most of that is some version of get people excited to be active community members so you know the comments are already coming in if you have anything that you'd like to add to that um definitely um check the dao forum and pop in there and share your ideas like they're really invaluable tr like truly because the gmc's got like two million dollars of a treasury just waiting that we want to give out and you know we desperately want to give out money um it's it, like in the last two cycles you know there, there might have been accusations that we didn't give enough money and that people you know were left shortchanged when they should have gotten more money etc um all that kind of stuff but um i think that you know we really want to um like like uh, Waldorf here said you know encourage excitement and wanting to work for rocket pool because people will see that they get a fair um compensation for the work that they did and um, maybe even a buffer right like a, a good compensation uh, potentially um, because there's a whole lot of work to be done and there's work that you know we know needs to be done and there's probably even work that we don't know needs to be done so um, if there's a way that you know we can start getting that work done it would be better it'd be better for everyone in the PDAO so I really like some of that feedback so thank you for sharing your thoughts and ideas Shifrin, Patches and Valdorf. Okay, next we have this interesting post from MakerDAO, and it says um, Block um, Analytica has submitted a series of parameter changes in the Maker protocol for an executive vote in line with stability scope requirements. So um, let's have a look at the stability scope requirements. He says the post covers Block Analytica's BA Labs proposed changes to stability scope requirements for the month of June. Final changes are pending approval by the stability scope responsible facilitators. For the context, refer to our previous stability scope parameter changes below. So the reason why I'm covering this in the in today's episode is because they are thinking of changing the fees, uh, sorry, the the whether or not um, our ETH will be on Maker. So it says, by the end of quarter three, 2023, our ETH must achieve a proportional share of revenue compared to the WST ETH vault types combined based on market capitalization of the token. Failure to meet this requirement will result in the offboarding of our ETH according to Article 14.3. And then it says, current market capitalization of ST ETH is 13.8 billion, while our ETH stands at 921 million, resulting in the ratio of 6.67%. The current our ETH ST ETH revenue ratio is approximately 4.86% under the current parameter configuration with outstanding debt of our ETH A needs to increase by 8.13 million to comply with the new rule for detailed explanation of the proposed changes and then look at the forum. So you can have a look at the forum here and they kind of break it down. But basically the idea is that there's not enough people who are depositing our ETH into, um, into Maker 
and um, compared to like you know the how many people deposit um, WST like Lido's the ETH um, and that is not good enough I guess they're arguing and unless you know we increase by a, a fair chunk then um, our ETH will be removed from Maker's Vaults so yeah, I've, I'm I'm not really familiar with the maker process, so I don't know how common this is. You know, to have um, assets removed, but um, they're definitely putting it out here. So I'm I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Um, and I'm not really seeing too many comments about it either. So I guess it's kind of in line with with their normal process. But I'll definitely keep an eye out on that and see how things change because I thought their adoption was pretty good, but I guess not. Okay, next we have this um, nouns um, governance post that has uh, was brought to my attention today. It's proposal 320, and it says Treasury diversification, swap 500 WST ETH to RETH via a TWAMM. So this was created by cronfi.eth, um, and um, there's a TLDR. It says there's been interest in diversifying the nouns treasury, specifically going from STETH to RETH, and we've built a tool that's tailor-made to help execute these trades, TWAMM. The trade will be executed completely on-chain, transparently, with very low fees and minimal gas costs. And he says the first trade will be of $1 million, and after that, complete successfully, a larger $14 million trade will be proposed. So there's a whole bunch of... Um, information here about what a TWAMM is, a TWAM, I guess, is a concept introduced by Paradigm in July 2021. It works by breaking long-term orders into infinitely many, infinitely small pieces and executing them against an embedded constant product AMM smoothly over time. So um, I don't, I have to admit, like, I don't fully understand how it works, but um, there were um, talking about like you know how, what kind of fees you can pay and how it all works out and um, what what's going to happen but I, I like the idea of course of you know them switching um, some of their STETH into RETH of course that is like really really wonderful but um, I'm not quite sure I understand the mechanism and I made that clear when we talked about it in, in Discord but um, you know these guys have made a really really detailed proposal about how it's all going to work and how it's all going to work out and stuff um, there's not really any um, feedback that I can see about this yet but um, as soon as I you know get more information about that I'll let you all know what's going on with that but we started talking about it in the in the outreach thread over here um, which is under trading and um, you know this uh, PBJ came into um, the thread as well to kind of explain what a TWAMM is um, and how it's all going to work and you know the, that they need liquidity and stuff and um, how they'll need like 1.4 million worth of liquidity um, and how they the kind of trading and like how that, that's all going to work out but anyway um, the comment that I made was um, let me see if I can find it I said um, like sorry to ask a dumb question but why don't we just yeah i said can i ask a dumb question why can't nouns just withdraw from STETH using lido and then getting their eth and then depositing that eth into the rocket pool deposit pool converting into our eth and then pbj said that i believe there's a withdrawal queue to do that and they want to do everything on chain without too many proposals to execute all these small transactions so i don't think that makes sense because um patch uh, the jasper said the withdrawal period is tiny in fact i think 
um, Lido even have a buffer that has like you know some ETH waiting there for people who want to withdraw and um, Jasper says it seems like the optimal route if the order is bigger than our limit of roughly 18,000 ETH then it'd make more sense I guess this would avoid the 0.05% minting fees of our ETH but I'm not sure how valuable that is I think that's actually more than the the slippage they'd face right by doing all those swaps um so i said you know there's 2000 validators able to exit each day right now so 500 eth would go through like within a few epochs and 14,000 eth would go through like within um a day like not even a day like a few hours so that even if you know they didn't have um, a withdrawal queue it, it makes sense to just withdraw straight from lido and bring your ETH to the deposit pool and deposit it into one transaction as far as i can tell that'd be like two transactions or maybe a few transactions for approval as well so it's not really complicated um but um you know these guys they've they've come up with a way of doing it that they think is the best interest of that um of the of 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 um nouns now so not sure how it will work so yeah I'm, I'm guess you know this is really great that you know the proposals are coming up again for more um DAOs to switch their st eth or their eth to our eth um and i hope more of them do it so yeah that'll be good okay so um this really interesting chart was brought to my attention today about how um the rocket pool price and how the liquidity available for the rpl token kind of mirror each other as you get more liquidity you get the token price goes up um on first glance i kind of thought it was interesting because you know you think that uh, as liquidity goes up there's more liquidity available then you um the token price goes up but i think i had my causality backwards and it could just honestly be that you know as the the price goes up then more um like the tvl like the token liquidity goes up because people are selling people are buying like there's a whole lot happening on chain and um that i don't know how much you can kind of like read into that right like about um liquidity versus price but it there's definitely a correlation there right like that as the price goes up liquidity goes up but i don't think liquidity is causing the price to go up um yeah so it's definitely a nice little thing and like i like that the total value uh, locked in the rocket pool protocol now excuse me is um 1.8 2 billion that's fairly respectable um and it's just a matter of time before we get that to 10x hopefully soon so speaking of the rocket pool price you know i don't do this too much but ethan hughes here had an interesting tweet he says the best time to buy is when there's blood in the streets rpl has had pretty big sell-off last week or so but when you zoom out it's still up only against eth also the uni liquidity is pretty weak below 0.2 causing more dramatic drastic price drops when people sell so first let's have a look at liquidity here oh you can't see the chart really but it's basically a whole lot of sell side liquidity and very little buy side liquidity so as people um sell you know it forces the price down quicker because there's not too many people like buying in the liquidity pools right now whereas if you are selling your rp sorry if you're buying rpl then there's a whole lot of people selling rpl in the prices above you so you can sell more and more rpl without moving the price too much so there's a lot of buy side liquidity but there's very little sell side liquidity which is one of the reasons why the price has been falling as quickly as it has we really need more people to you know put up buying walls here of on the on the um ETH side so they they can buy up any uh, drops in the prices but we're at 0.02 right now or thereabouts and um 
in all honesty, you know, like a couple of big sells here could really see the liquidity go down. Uh, sorry, the the price go down. I said that a few days ago that, that that's when you know people who are kind of like sitting on the sidelines might start buying it, and then just as quickly as the liquidity, the price goes down because of the low liquidity, the price can go back up that quickly as well. So um, I made a little buy last week, and I've gotten some a little bit more to buy if the price like you know really takes a hit but um this uh ta of course you know is one of the favorite topics of people it shows that you know the rpl versus eth price has kind of been in this uptrend for for quite a while now and it's kind of um bouncing around in this um uh, channel um upward channel and um you know right now we're hitting the lower trend line for that channel uh, around 0.02 so if it shows a significant crash below that and sustained crash below that then this will be invalidated however if it um, continues then you know depending on when we hit the upper range of that channel again it's looking like it could go up to 0.05 which which of course would be a new all-time high on the ratio um, potentially even higher than that if it hits the upper bound of that channel like you know in a year from now instead of six months from now but of course this is um ta and um ta of like this is like astrology for crypto bros so <laughs> that that's that i don't really put too much attention on that but i thought it was really interesting about you know this um liquidity available and um how how the prices can like move because of that so um Ethan here says, yeah, highly recommend to check out links below for RPL investment thesis. And then uh, as long as the new mini pools are being spun up, demand for RPL grows. Mini pools are up only even after the recent FUD and more upgrades like LEB8 in the work that make me bullish. So of course there's updates coming as they always are. And like um, the mini pool count over time, you know, kind of rocketed after Atlas and it's slowly plateauing now, but it's still like nicely upwards um and you know the the gradient the slope of increases is, is before or higher than it was before atlas so it's not quite matched that same pace that we had in the first six to eight weeks after atlas but it's still going along at a nice pace so um yeah I'm, I'm i'm really curious to see how this is going to shape out you know the the channel that we're in um i remember marshall shared a tweet just before we came down like or just as we started to come down a few weeks ago um about you know, this this pretty much this exact same image and um, showing that you know there was this channel that we were in supposedly and um maybe that it was going to test the lower range of that channel well now that we've tested the lower range of that channel the main thing that we're going to see is if we bounce here or if we break down so that's something to keep an eye on okay so yesterday i talked about two airdrops in the in the rocket pool community slash adjacent communities and uh, one of those was diva so um i got an airdrop of um diva tokens on my ens and i also got twelve thousand diva tokens on my um node um i haven't claimed the ones on my node yet because i'm kind of hesitant to put my private keys onto um you know to interact with the diva protocol but i did claim the ones that were sent to my ens and the reason why i'm covering this today is because i've become um a delegate for diva so if you're interested if you've got some diva tokens and if you're not really interested in voting then um you can delegate your tokens to me by going to my profile which is linked in the um, in the notes in the description so if you are you know if you want to do that you're welcome to do that um 
I was talking about this in trading earlier and about how, you know, I want to approach this in good faith. And you know how they approached me, I was really hesitant about accepting the tokens because I felt like it was a maybe potentially a form of bribery or some kind of manipulation or something like that. And you know, I talked to a few people who gave me some really good advice. So I really appreciate that. So uh, that kind of placated me. So um I accepted the tokens. I'll be voting on their proposals to try to make it that Diva is, you know, another decentralized, trustless, permissionless, open sourced um staking project that has you know great community all that kind of stuff that comes with with those things um because you know ideally we need more products like rocket pool um i am kind of yeah we were talking about this in trading earlier but um it's 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 it could potentially be seen as a kind of vampire attack on rocket pool and you know solo stakers because they've been given this token that might accrue value later and uh, if it accrues value it might be worth it to then stake that uh, through uh, diva instead of through rocket pool or as a solo staker and that kind of like changes um incentives um so yeah i just wanted to um you know acknowledge that the reason why i got a big um, airdrop was because i I'm a prominent member of the Rocket Pool community. The reason why I'm a pro prominent member of the Rocket Pool community is because of the care and the trust all of you all put in me. And um, I want to show you all that, you know, I'm going to uh, maintain that as much as I can um, and kind of like live up to the trust that you all have put in me. So um, please, 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 like, you know, see what I'm voting on, see how I'm voting, like call me out on it if you think that I'm making bad decisions. Um, if you are happy with the work that I'm doing, you're more than welcome to delegate your Diva tokens to me. Um, if not, you know, you can take those delegations back if you have it or just talk to me about it. I'm more than happy to talk to all of you all whenever you want. Okay, and finally, I'm going to end with this uh, bit of information from Lido. So this is from um, Seraphim, who is... Um, the person who's in charge of expanding DeFi at Lido and um, STETH and wrapped STETH. Uh, so he says, personal opinion on self-capping Lido Finance. There is prominent argument um, to self-cap Lido at 33% because on Ethereum, two-thirds of validators need to attest to a block is correct. So it's finalized. Supposedly, if a node operator operates one-third of or more than one-third of all staked ETH, they can be inactive on purpose and hence prevent finality or sensor transactions. What people miss is that Lido is not a single node operator. It's a protocol that socializes rewards and losses across the underlying um, validators. Basically, Lido cannot on a protocol level tell the node operators to shut down or abuse attestation. That's just not how it works. There are other arguments people bring up for self-capping too, and I can deal with them later, but this one is a prominent one, and I hope it clears any confusion. So, of course, it didn't clear any confusion. You know, Lido's 29 node operators all come under Lido. Like, they, it's just the way it works. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, here, <laughs> Matt had a, had a nice comment. He says, um, yes, Danny Ryan um, didn't know there was more than one node operator at Lido. Great here. So then Danny Ryan, of course, you know, replies to this saying, if you're referring to my risks of LSD piece, I make the claim that the incentives of, of such a protocol in the extreme drive the 
disparate node operators to operate in a unified manner, um, which of course, you know, is a big risk. It's a big tail risk to Lido. Um, and then he says, but now I'm rereading your tweet as sarcasm and I'm unsure uh, to whom and how to respond. And then Seraphim says, pretty sure Matt was taking the piss. So um, Danny, of course, you know, is absolutely right, you know, addressing Seraphim's original message. Um, this idea of, you know, we're, um, we're many node operators, so it's all okay. Um, I think that doesn't wash. Um, and Seraphim has been saying a lot of things recently on uh, Twitter um, that are frankly like alarming about um, wanting to expand uh, Lido's growth. And it seems like, you know, it's at the cost of um, some of the Ethereum um, attributes that we, we want to maintain and preserve, um, such as, um, you know, decentralization and um, not having one entity have such a huge sway on the network. But anyway like we talk about lido an awful lot but i thought that i would cover this because there's some really interesting information in there for you all if you are interested in um having a look at it and i really like danny ryan's reply about that about how you know they um the different node operators can kind of um operate in a unified manner so um people people are definitely worried about this right like big people like people like danny ryan like um and it's really strange that people at Lido are not taking that more seriously. But on that note, I'm going to enter this episode. Um, I hope you all have a lovely um, day ahead and um, I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.